This is Shane Gibson's social media podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today I want to talk about social media phobia in the C-suite. In other words, senior executives that are terrified of getting their organizations involved in the social web and what to do about it. If you're one of those senior executives, I don't blame you. I mean, in fact, let's look at uh, Congressman Weiner just as an example of what an individual can do wrong on the social web. Now, with that said, hopefully you're not worried about being exposed, no pun intended, uh, for doing something of that nature on the social web. But there is a conception, and the biggest reason why I think people are afraid, I had this from actually a, a great question from a member of my audience. I recently spoke for the Canadian Association of Exhibition Management, and a member in the audience said, this is all great. I've heard a number of you social media speaker, author types in the last year. You're talking about the benefits of social media, but you don't talk about the downsides. You don't talk about you talk about when things go great, but you don't talk about when things go bad and how getting involved in social media can cause problems for your business. So I knew where she was coming from. And this is you know, another comment I've had. I had a senior executive say, oh, we don't want to start blogging because then people can start saying really bad things about it. We don't have a Facebook page either because people can start saying really bad things about our brand on the internet. And what we would rather do is just not get involved if that's going to happen. Now, that's a major misconception, and that's the biggest one, is that if I get involved in social, then I'm, in fact, opening up my business to more damage. Now, here's the reality, is that if you don't have a blog and a Facebook page, and your customers, happy or not, can't come to your blog and make comments ask questions, and even, yeah, once in a while rant and say they're not happy with things. I've had it on this blog. I've had people talk about what they weren't happy about in regards to uh, particular programs I put together, a particular blog post they don't agree with, and they can be quite venomous in in their approach. Now, with that said, I'd rather have them make those comments on a blog I've created where I host the content, where I have a community of brand advocates who support what I do and have had benefits from what I do, and we together see the comment and deal with it. Conversely, if you don't have a blog and you don't have a Facebook page, then that ranting individual, maybe that person with misconceptions who's talking about your brand but doesn't even really understand it, well, guess what? They're going to post that content somewhere else. That conversation is going to be somewhere else. In many cases, you're not going to be aware of it until much after it's been posted, until it's grown legs and been shared by many people. And so what occurs is that if it's not on your home base, you can't deal with it. You can't deal with it effectively. You don't have the support of the community that believes in your brand and your company. And in essence, you've actually completely stepped out of your power and given it all to the mob. So it's not possible as an organization, to decide not to participate in social media. See, you're participating whether or not you like it. People are taking photos of you and your team at events. Uh, They're taking pictures. Your 14-year-old niece is just taking a picture of you at the family barbecue holding a beer. They've put that on the Internet. Uh, There are people out there talking about your brand. They're reviewing it on sites like Yelp. Uh, If you're at a restaurant like Urban Spoon, if you're a large corporation, they might be picking apart your complex solution on their blog or a Ning site or on a particular uh, LinkedIn uh, group. And so when we look at that, you can't stop that. Now, one thing you can do is create a very visible, very social, very dynamic and open presence 
where you invite communications, but you're hosting them. And in fact, you can lead them and you've got a, cr a crowd and a community of brand advocates over a period of time that will actually defend your brand, will actually interact with one another about how fantastic it is and actually, in essence, help you lead the conversation. So my suggestion for those of us and by the way, back to that woman's question in the audience. Great question again. You know, we don't talk about the downside. Yeah, most of the social media horror stories, and there's usually one or two really good ones per year. Uh, sometimes you get one a month. Uh, but even dating back three years ago, when I think about Motrin, uh, and you can Google it. I'm not going to talk about it. I've already talked about it in this blog a number of times. But Motrin's disaster with their brand, putting out a video they thought was viral but was highly offensive, um, we look at United Airlines with the United Breaks Guitars song that has ran amok with their brand and rebranded them as the, as the airline that really breaks guitars, not the, the, fly, the flies of friendly skies. Uh, or we look at some of the uh, you know, situations gone bad with Volvo, where once again, offensive videos created by stakeholders that weren't really well vetted uh, and got out of control and caused a lot of damage to their brand. And the list goes on and on of social media horror stories uh, or the individual who was fired because they tweeted negative things about their boss. Now, the reality is, is all of these particular downsides, all these particular disaster stories are a result of not being involved in the conversation. They're a result of companies not proactively monitoring what's been said on their brand, about their brand online. They're just creating content or they're not involved at all. And when things go bad, they're not listening. They don't hear those negative comments. They're not monitoring their Facebook page. They're not highly proactive in regards to engaging dissenters. And they don't, and in the particular case of the individual being fired for saying the wrong thing about their boss, yeah, you know what, I think that's a human resource issue, not a social media issue. Uh, and we talk about, you know, hiring, someone said in one of my favorite quotes, if you hire idiots and you train them, all you're going to have is motivated idiots. And I got to say, that might be the case, or it might be the case that this particular staff member truly thought they could communicate their own opinions to their own Facebook community, and it was private. And they also, I know for a fact, did not have a social media policy in that company, something that if the organization was proactive and forward-thinking, and by the way, this policy isn't designed to clamp down and control everyone. It's designed to create a framework in which your organization can be effectively social and protect your brand. So that's my kind of thoughts for today. And I think it's really important is that if you're in the C-suite and you're social media phobic, realize that if you're not involved in the conversation, it doesn't stop the conversation from happening. It doesn't stop the negative branding, but it does make you also less relevant from a marketing perspective. If I'm online communicating with your competitors, interacting in their communities about their solutions, and you're not offering any of this, you become less and less relevant today's, to today's highly network stakeholder, employee, and customer. So this is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Uh, this month, yes, I'm doing 30 podcasts over 30 days. Uh, I'm a little behind because I've been on the road speaking in different cities, and I found it pretty difficult to do one of these podcasts at 30,000 feet along with my other passengers in airplanes <laughs> uh, or traveling in between conference rooms. With that said, it's not an excuse. I will keep that commitment. You will have 30 great podcasts and 30 days in social media, so bear with me. You're probably going to get about eight or nine this week alone. If you're looking for a social media speaker at your next conference, you can email me, shane at socialized.me. If you've got any questions, you can email me, shane at socialized.me, or tweet me, at Shane Gibson. 
Hey, if you're looking for help for your organization to fully develop a social media process and strategy, you can also check out our blog or our site, our corporate site, at socialized.me.